0: It's time to get behind the lyrics, the music, and the artist. You're listening to Music's Journey on musicsjourney.com, presented by nowandthenmagazine.com, your music and entertainment online magazine. I'm John Marshall. With her special guest, here's your host, Kim Sear.
1: I am so happy today because we get to welcome a very, very special artist that I have grown to love and get to know over the years, and he's had quite a journey. With multiple Juno Award nominee Don Amaro is here today on Music's Journey. We're so happy to have you here. So, welcome to the show, Don. Yay. Yay. Uh,
2: pleasure, you guys. I'm doing, you know, all things considered, uh, you know, fairly well. Uh, it's been uh, a heck of a year for all of us. Um, you know, as a musician, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm. I, I, there's a lot of loss this year. At the same time. Um, you know, there's uh, there's been a lot to keep keep me busy, surprisingly. You know, always trying to innovate and, and think of new ways to, to do things. And, and my family's happy and healthy. And, you know, honestly, there's not a whole lot more I can be asking for. So, so pretty good, all things considered. Yes, because you have been pretty
1: busy. And, like, coming off of uh, your releases that you had, you know, that were coming off of... Um, hang on one second here. I'm going to cough just one sec. Try not to
2: sneeze. <laughs> Let it go.
0: Hang on. Oh, let like her the rip.
2: dangerous sneezes, yeah. <laughs>
0: let her rip. Come on. Wait, wait. <laughs> Get it out.
2: I'm trying not to. Look at the light. Look at the light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
2: Love it.
1: Oh, you try so hard not to sneeze. Holy cow.
2: I had a sneeze in my mask yesterday. It was awful. <laughs> Terrible. You forget Yeah, right. that would
1: not be so cool yeah.
2: And I'm, I'm one of those kind of sneezers That's like all or nothing So it was, it was bad
1: Oh, Lord and I, was,
2: and I was in the grocery store So I was stuck with whatever situation I was in <laughs>
1: And then everybody's probably staring at you Oh, my God, he sneezed yeah. He
0: sneezed He's got it yeah. <laughs> Can we keep this <laughs> in the interview? Yeah, we can It's funny <laughs>
1: It's we, very
0: timely, maybe Yeah, yeah, yeah probably
1: Yeah <laughs> Well, I know that you've been really busy uh, releasing quite a few songs. You know, I know that um, uh, last year in the fall that you had released Music Lover. Uh, that is a, a really important song, too. Can you talk about that one?
2: Yeah, so um, I I fell in love with that tune, so I didn't write it. So the other thing with this new project I'm on, part of the reason why I called my latest EPs the next chapter is because mm-hmm. six of the seven songs on there I didn't write, but I really felt like a strong connection to these songs and you know my sort of philosophy behind releasing music that other people have written has been um, you know there's these great fantastic songs out there that that need a vessel to sort of present them to the world and mm-hmm. you know I get to be that vessel for some of them and, and this one music lover is no exception to that because um, I was working with my buddy Danic Dupel he's produced this, uh, this EP and, and we went in with some songs and he said oh that that's good but I've got this one that I've been kind of sitting on and and I think you can really nail this one. And he showed me music lover and I was smitten right away. I love the vibe of the song. I think it was kind of different for, for me. It's kind of got this soul, the sexy soulful kind of thing. And, um, my wife is a, is a huge music lover. And, and, uh, so, you know, for me, it really resonated. And, um, I just felt again, like it was one of those songs that I think was different enough for what's going on on radio right now to sort mm-hmm. of stand out. And, uh, and also showcases what I can do as a vocalist, you know? So I think it was kind of on all fronts a song that, that I just latched on to, and thankfully others did too. I am so happy.
1: Like, I know that we were... We were going to talk about just, you know, the next chapter, but I had to add those in there because they were such good songs. We're going to be talking about a few of them on top of the album uh, that you've just released, which is the next chapter. And it's such an amazing journey for you. And it really showcases to me what you just said, and that was your vocal range. And that's what I loved about this. So let's play that one right now, and that's called Music Lover.
3: She gets my heart bumping like an 808 Rattling my windows, shaking that bass. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh. And when she whispers, baby, it's a sweet sound like an old mixtape makes you wanna make out. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh. She got hips like a rhythm and blues, and her kiss can rise. SHUT Second round
0: That is Music Lover with Don Amaro. You're listening to Music's Journey on the Music's Journey Podcast. I'm John Marshall. Now back with the Music's Journey Podcast, here is your host, Kim Sear.
1: You have had quite um, uh, a milestone with this album. This is your seventh album, and this is the next chapter, which is out right now, and we want everybody to download, purchase it, share it, stream it. It's amazing when you listen to this seven-song EP that... A lot of fans don't realize, I think, you know, we can touch base on this with you too, Don. We talk about it often with a lot of the newer artists, but, you know, you're a veteran at this, where fans love certain songs, but they might, might not be released onto radio. And they can be such great songs, but fans really have the opportunity to make those songs come alive and to be able to give an awful lot more to the album, and to any award shows, or Spotify, or anybody else that's noticing the playlist, like Amazon, all of that, for all the streaming services, and they can contact their local radio stations if they love a song that you guys haven't released off of that as a single.
2: Yeah, you know, totally. I feel like, you know, the the power still resides in the people, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, although, you know, uh, these days, it's hard to know where that line, that line is, because, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get too political, but we're all watching this, uh, you know, presidential race. But mm-hmm. uh, that's that's, a, that's for another interview, I'm sure. Oh, yes, um,
1: all, in, all uh, on its own for another three hours <laughs> or four, right?
2: <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like I think, you know, if, if the, so here's, a, here's an example. So I think, uh, you know, with my buddy Brett Kissel and, you know, your buddy too, I'm sure.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he he put this song, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to forget the title of the song, but uh it was um off his latest album and and it was the second single i think from that album uh and i'm I'm struggling with the title of whether it was but but overwhelmingly the streaming services show that that song was a hit with the fans
4: Mm -hmm. um and of
2: course he's got you know way way more numbers than i do in that regard but he uh he could see you know very um uh, analytically looking at all the numbers who's really listening to what songs and then they can go to radio saying look by the way this song's already hit with the fans. I think, you know, that the power, again, still resides in the fans. And that mm-hmm. they, if they love a song and they get behind it, radio does respond. And, uh, you know, it's not always the case. I mean, I think radio, anytime a radio station gets a call from a fan saying, I'd love to hear this song, I just think that only helps. They may not get the spin right away mm-hmm. or may not even get the spin on that song. But I think it plants a seed for the future for that artist and uh, and kind of, again, opens that door. So, you know, if you're out there listening and you're like a fan of this country music and, And a fan of me, any of those phone calls to your radio stations only helps. So I always appreciate that.
1: Yeah, because I think it's important that we bring that up because so many of the fans don't realize that. And, you know, that's why we're saying, like, they'll stream it, they'll share it, and absolutely that lets Spotify know and, you know, get you guys up on the top 100 and, you know, then the top 10. And it does make all the difference in the world. And I think right now, you know, when it comes to, What I think of you in your career past and, you know, the road that you're leading down now, you've always chosen songs that inspire, you know, songs that really mean something to you. Can you talk about songs like Church? Because I know that one, just to be outside and and just to be into nature and what it does for the soul and that yeah. being your church, is just such an amazing song. I don't want to miss that one. Um, I know that it's not off this new EP, but I wanted to talk about that.
2: I, I love talking about church, especially because I feel like that one for me changed my future. Um, mm-hmm. That song came out uh, in 2018 or 2017. We released that one. So not that long ago, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, so it still feels relatively fresh to me. So that one came from some writers down in Nashville, Ashley Gorley, Hillary Lindsay, and Matt Jenkins. And uh, believe it or not, when I first heard that song, I was like, oh, that is a fantastic song. But I actually passed on it. I said, yeah, but it's not a Don Amaro song. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, funny enough. And then so my manager said, so by the way, folks, I, do, I am a songwriter. I do a lot of my own writing, but I think the, uh, this chapter that I'm on now has you know, sort of led me to, again, some great songs sort of being pitched my way and 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 this song church was one of them Mm
4: -hmm. and again
2: i i I almost passed on it so what happened was about a week after you know sort of saying that's not for me my manager said that just maybe can you just listen one more time and i did i took another pass through it and and it hit me in a whole new way because um about a year prior to hearing that song my dad passed away
4: Mm -hmm. and
2: um and so my dad had always said all my life that he, he was not a church-going guy, mm-hmm. but he'd always said that his church was the great outdoors, and, um, you know, often on any given Sunday morning, you could find him out near the water with a fishing pole in hand, and, mm. um, you know, so there was so much comparison to my dad and that song, and I thought, holy smokes, this is not a song about me, you know, and I'm trying to find my story, in it and I realized this is a song about my dad. And then when I when I made that connection I knew I had to put it out and I knew I had to, I had to release it. and then obviously it took way more weight for me right kind of like I have to do this song mm-hmm. and uh, and it was still available and they said yeah if you can you can take this song and and uh, and I you know there's this I, I often say this too that I kind of secretly think that maybe my dad had something to do with it from the other side <laughs> because uh, you know I, I really think that that song changed the course of my future it, it's you know I think it's what led me to my record deal with MDM recordings and Oh. Um, you know, Mike, Mike Denny saw me perform that song at the CCMAs back in 2018.
1: I remember that. And, I remember that. Uh, and,
2: and, Mike, Mike said, you know, I, when I saw you perform that night and I saw you sort of like take advantage of an opportunity because I mean, we performed in the, uh, sort of the afternoon gala. So it's like, uh, or the, the industry award l- luncheon, right? So everybody's mm-hmm. eating food and, you know, for the most part, most of those performances can kind of go to the wayside and kind of like be background noise almost, you know? Right. Or, and, uh, and I just said, if I'm going to make people stop and listen for those three minutes that I'm on that stage, how can I make it special? And so what we did is we hired a choir from Toronto, and they drove out oh, to Hamilton wow. for the awards. And they, uh, partway through the song, they marched out on stage in their robes, and, and uh, people were like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> and nobody really knew who I was at that point in the country scene. And I think it really made an impact. And I, think I still get word from people going, remember that performance you did and you brought the choir out? Like, I don't even, I'm not even sure if it was me that made it so special, but that choir. But people could not deny this moment. And Mike said to me, you're a guy that thinks about taking advantage of him. I paid a lot of money to bring that choir in. So I was like, you know, I just saw this as a a great moment not to squander. Mm -hmm. And, uh... And so Mike saw my business savvy too there. So he, I think he liked the song, but he also saw a smart smart business guy. So I'm, I'm smart-ish when it comes smart-ish. to business. Smart-ish. So. No, yeah.
1: it would mean a lot to him because we, John and I, especially for me, I know him very well. And yeah. um, he really appreciates somebody who takes the initiative because it's different today than it was when people were getting signed a couple decades ago. And, uh, yeah, you know, they put out all the expenses that that doesn't happen anymore. And it's real. I don't know if fans know that, too. It's very, very difficult for you to break into the scene, especially with the caliper of talent that Canada has. And you can you can have like
4: a, a tidal
1: wave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you could have, you know, an amazing voice and be at the be singing and singing and working and working, you know, the bar scenes and just going from one gig to another. And like, you might not get seen and it's just those are those opportunities and you played that one really smart and uh yeah and that was such a great song so we're going to play that one right now it's a very special song and i'll tell you why when we come back from it so let's play church from donna merrow canadian country artist and we are so proud of him on music's journey
3: (laughs) way out in the woods nobody there middle of nowhere you might just see trees and weeds and dirt But I call it church It ain't nothing but a river A little place I float on an old john boat Might look like just a ride and reeling worms But I call it church It ain't no Sunday morning How things go out on this country road, the sun, the stars, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I go to church. Some nights I sit out on the hood in my old truck. I look up and I feel like I could see the whole wide world. Yeah, I stare at that full moon. I drink a beer and breathe in the air and I thank Him for the more than I deserve. And I go to church It ain't no Sunday morning It ain't no preacher preaching But out here in the quiet I can hear Him speaking to me Out where the wild things go Out on this country road The sun, the stars, and the Holy Ghost
0: that song. He almost passed on it and that one's for his dad, Don Amaro and Church from the fall of 2017. Now let's get back to Music's Journey, the podcast with your host, Kim Sear.
1: We definitely did not want to miss that one. I know that one reminds me of my dad and I lost my dad nine years ago. And, you know, that song is such a special uh, place for me because that's what I hold on to today, especially going through what everybody's gone through. And I, I imagine a lot of people, um, I'm hoping, will rehear this song again. If they haven't heard it before, they'll hear it through the podcast. And it's going to remind everybody exactly what they went through, you know, in wanting to be outdoors, needing to be outdoors, but also doing it in a safe way. But what it does for you. It's not just to get out and socialize and you know do those things. It's just about breathing that fresh air and how it grounds us being around nature, you know, having those you know fires, campfires sitting around with family, whether or not you're just talking or singing and you had music playing, you know, in safe groups, things like that. It just grounds you. and I know it does for me, just you know, the smell of the campfire, just being outside. If I'm stressed and no matter how many hours I've worked, i immediately I, even if i'm driving all night and i'm up for 48 hours it wouldn't matter as long as i'm out in nature and I, <laughs> and i know john feels the same way and it's just a healing tool and uh you know that's my church
2: <laughs> so well, I, uh, you know what what you're saying i i hear an overwhelming response to that song kind of in the same way because mm-hmm. um i i i love that song because I mean it's got the title church right but it's like it's really not about, you know, I kind of bring it up in the bridge, and, you know, no preachers, no pews, it's not mm-hmm. about the four walls. And it's, and it's a non-denominational song, you know? It's like it's not talking about a particular race or religion or, or a, you know, your belief system. It's kind of like we all can connect with something greater than ourselves and we're connecting with nature, you know? And I think that, that that's what resonates with folks because, again, no matter what you really believe in, you, it's undeniable when you're out there in nature just feeling like sort of this grander sense of who you are of where your place in, in, in this universe in a way, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes you can feel so small, but when you kind of, when you're out there in the middle of wherever and you take that breath, you kind of, and really it's one of those things for me that I kind of, I can't help but appreciate life all the more.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like nothing else matters, you know, like when you get out there, no matter what your troubles are, it's just an amazing coping skill. And I think that that's why I'm really hoping, you know, that people will uh, hear this song again, if they, they haven't recalled it on their playlist maybe they'll add it because it's such a great song and I think that it would be really good for people to be able to hear
0: and if I can also add I love your style your style (laughs) of guitar playing on that is is, Mm -hmm. is great I love that
2: Oh, thanks
1: guys. Yeah. So like there's some special songs. That's why we wanted to add those in there. So we no are we are here to talk about the next chapter for you. And that means, you know, like it, it's gotta be such a big milestone in your career for this seventh album. And you know, this the seven songs that are on this one, as you said, you didn't you didn't write six of them, but pretty important and you must have been able to reflect or, you know, re examine your past and you know leading into the future as we we were talking about briefly in the beginning and like you said it kind of mapped the way you know since you've been signed on with uh, mdm records and uh, universal music and congratulations on that by the way because that's hard yes. work really really hard work seven seven albums which is pretty incredible <laughs> so tell us about this album and how you look at it from your journey from the past to now
2: yeah you know it's um so obviously the next chapter kind of implies something new and a new beginning in a way right and so there's you know for me i kind of joked about this on instagram a little while ago about how you know there's a lot of a lot of reasons why i went with the next chapter you know i'm I'm 40 this year, so that's a kind of a big milestone. Woohoo! Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that needs another applause. Yeah. Okay, um, here we go. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I made it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, it's, it's my first release with a record deal, so you know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels like a, a whole. Uh, oh, not, not that I'm starting over in a way, but kind of like uh, something fresh. And there's a lot more eyes and ears on this thing. You know, up until then it was kind of like I was doing kind of whatever I wanted to do. And not that I'm not doing what I want to do now, but it's more like there's a lot more um, muscle behind, behind what I'm doing now. You know, as you say Mm -hmm. with, you know, the connection to MDM and, and, you know, my managers and um, I've got two managers. I've got Mike Denny and my Lori Brown, who's the, uh, she's the director of uh, Alberta music,
4: Mm -hmm.
2: um, Alberta country music. And so she's, uh, she's been a a powerful force for me in this world of, of music. And, um, yeah. So, so that's kind of the big reasons why I went with the next chapter. And the other, again, like I said, a few moments ago was like the fact that, um, I didn't write the majority of these, which, uh, you know, all the other albums I've done up to now have been, uh, you know, a good majority, at least 50% of the writing has been by me. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, for me, I felt like this was, um, really was the next chapter. And, uh, and so far, I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, this book I'm in.
1: <laughs> I think that, you know, when people, it's just a new window, just to another beginning, but it's just layers of our lives. And I think that when we talk about that next chapter, it's like you're saying, it's not you're starting over. It's just another layer, you know, yeah. of your life. And, you know, it's just an incredible journey that... I'm really looking forward to seeing what this one does for you, because I know that it's such a great album. And again, it's out now and it's called The Next Chapter. And we're going to be talking about a couple of the songs that are on here. And uh, they're pretty special. And I just wanted to go back to the beginning and who the influences were for you. And when did you get that bug to know mm. that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to pursue this thing called songwriting and singing and because uh, you're a great musician. And, oh, um, thank you, Jamie. yeah, we just, we wanted to be able to reflect back and see where that started
2: for you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. So for me, I was, uh, you know, at a, in my, I started playing and writing at 15 years old and I kind of was a, I call it a closet songwriter. I didn't share that with anybody. I didn't share playing music or any of that stuff closet until card. I was kind of in my early twenties. Um, and, uh, and then I, uh, I kind of just started playing at open mics and stuff like that, and kind of just dabbled with it for five or six years. And then it was uh, Canadian Idol in 2006. I took the leap into that yeah. world and got the golden ticket, went there, uh, made it almost to the top 22. I was one cut away.
4: Yes. Uh,
2: and then I, I came out of that thinking, um, you know, I'm, I'm leaving the – I actually I was devastated after they cut me because I thought man I was gonna I was definitely gonna make the show mm-hmm. um, and I didn't and I was just kind of devastated and for a couple of months I was kind of just depressed and blue and my wife said to me one day she said are you really giving them that much power over you and when she said that I was like oh yeah what what am I doing you know and so I, I kind of just said from there i'm going to take the reins of my career i'm not going to wait for another golden ticket you know i i feel like this is my life i'm going to make what i make of it what i want and Mm -hmm. um and i went in and recorded my first album change your life and um kind of took the leap and my big thing from the beginning and this is uh maybe you know kind of maybe going to come full circle right away here but um when i first started and the reason why i went with the title change your life is because my hope has always been that you know the stuff that i put out there the music that i put out there um, would help people change the life for the better, you know?
4: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, for me, music has been medicine from the get go. It, you know, it got me through some dark days in my younger life and, um, even still does today sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so my thinking has often been like, I put this music out there in hopes that it's medicine for the listener too. And, um, the, the strange thing is, that so I've wrestled over the course of the last couple of years going, should I go back? And, you know, that first album I recorded, it's, it's pretty bad. Like people, who, people who know me and go back and they go, "Oh wow, you can tell that's where he started," <laughs> because it's like it really sounds like a guy figuring out how to record, how to how to do that stuff. But mm-hmm. then I started thinking, well, wait a second. If I take that music down, you know, I'm not ashamed of it, but I just don't. I don't want somebody to go and find that and think, "Oh, that's Don Amaro now." Mm-hmm. But the other part of it is, I know some of those songs from early on in my career have been medicine for me. And have been medicine for other people, and I felt like, well, wait a second. If I'm going to say I want to put this out there as medicine for people, but now I'm going to take it away from them, that just felt wrong to me. So I was like, you know what? This is this is a, a, the real journey, folks. This is really mm-hmm. how it goes. Yep. You know, and I and I feel like that young artist that's coming up, if they look to me and they are inspired by me in any way, I want them to be able to do the, the Don Amedeo deep dive and go, oh, wait a second. His songs were not always, you know, produced by hit producers. His songs were self-done and 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 you know recorded in a in an attic with blankets and the cardboard boxes and you know <laughs> I, I i think that that's important for for the listener to also know that part of the journey and and uh so i let it all live out there and i don't i'm not ashamed of any of it and i'm, I'm happy that it's there for people to kind of dive into i think it is every
1: songwriters and musicians journey and i know that everybody you know takes a hold of, you know, the new person coming up on stage and, you know, that song takes off, but they don't see back to what that person had to go through. Just for you guys to go on a radio tour and for <laughs> you to have done just, you know, to produce an EP of your own, say, you know, three songs that you're coming out with a debut just to see whether or not you can get any attention. And, uh, you know, you're trying to do the, the representation to go into the radio stations. It's a lot of money. And you're producing that yourself, you're covering that and people don't realize the amount of the dollar tag behind that. And just to do it once, and then you got to rebuild, rebuild, do shows, do shows, just to make ends meet. You know, most people are staying at friends houses, sleeping on the couches and anywhere they can find a place to stay. And it's Mm. a hard, long journey. And when you do get there, that's what I said to you, even though You know you're talking about your your other albums there that just shows your growth and that just shows you know that you really worked hard to be where you are today Mm. it doesn't you know when you look at it the other way and you're looking at it in a negative way i think you've said it in your new song that you just released right now and you know that one Mm. is the one that we're going to be talking about and playing but i think everything you just said there is just having faith in yourself and being able to to see yourself in, and that you do and will find what you're looking for. Just have faith and just keep mm. pushing and pushing and it'll come to you. Just never, ever lose that dream. And that's the one that you just released.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, you, so, know, you know,
2: what's interesting is that, that when, you know, you said this a few moments ago that, you know, those, there's those artists that are, you know, incredible voices and incredible talent. And yet they kind of stay in their towns and get stuck in the bar circuit and kind of don't ever go beyond that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I, I would never want to throw anybody under the bus and thinking maybe they didn't have vision. But I know for me, my, my success from the get go is because I think I've had a grander vision. It's not just about wanting to be an artist that gets on stage and wows people with a voice and a, you know, and, and trying to be just a great talent, but kind of like, where do I want to take people and what's the take, what what's the takeaway for them mm-hmm. is really kind of what I ask myself. And, You know, from the get go, you know, back in 2007, when I took the leap into this full time, I said I wanted to write music that would encourage and inspire the listener to do good things for themselves and the world around them. And that hasn't changed since the beginning. I still to this day hope when I get on stage that I can come up there and, you know, again, share music medicine with folks. And uh, you know, my goal always, whether you hear my song on the radio or whether you hear me play live, is that, you know, the world doesn't feel quite as heavy after a Don Amero concert. You know, that's that's my hope.
1: And I and I think that's why people resonate so well with you. Because I think when you look back at your body of work, like look at 2006, you were garnered five (laughs) Aboriginal People's Choice Award nominations. You know, like, you've got to give yourself that credit because songwriter and folk artist, CD album cover, producer, engineer, like you wear all the hats and they recognized it, (laughs) right? You've did a phenomenal job and it's just a stepping stone. And I think that, um, you know, people just have to realize it just doesn't come because you think you're good. It comes out of hard work and being able to sit back and reflect and, you know, be able to peel back that layer and go, you know what? I really like this song. It's a big difference from, you know, when I first started, you start to discover who you are. We all reinvent each other, yeah. whether you know, it's songwriting musicians or any other job out there, especially this year. We've all had to reinvent, find a new way. Yeah. And I think that when we peel all the layers back, and I think that's what's happened this year, you know, it just takes people back to what really matters. And that's family. That is all the things around us. I think that so many songwriters have been able to, You know they're so busy having to produce 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 then you go on the radio tour then you the releases and then you're back in studio again and writing now you can sit back and take that time and say hey you know do I really want to do that song I probably would have done that song but you know what this one really feels good because you've got time which you guys normally don't have (laughs) and you know to be able to I'm in spades this year (laughs) yeah but but look how much you've released right? Yeah, morning you know, coffee. I, you know, you've been yeah. a busy guy when it comes yeah, to the, the radio.
2: Yeah. Wouldn't be home. Wasn't the dress music. Lover. Yeah. Four, four singles in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, as, as you're speaking to, there, there's a couple of things come to mind for me. Sort of, it's, I've always said this is like, you know, I think I, I, and I, and I, and I quite literally believe this. If you want to make it into the hall of fame and the music, you know, Canadian music scene, or maybe anywhere in the world, um, just persevere hang on keep going Mm -hmm. keep pressing forward you know like i refuse to give up that's kind of like this mentality man on top of that it's layered with you know mantras like nobody owes me anything Mm -hmm. because then you kind of like everything is a gift that's right everything is i literally just this morning had a talk with my daughter she was having she's five years old and she was kind of having this bad attitude this morning and i kind of just i said i said do you need a hug and she said yeah (laughs) we had a snuggle and we we had this talk and i said you know the thing that we, we need to remember is all the blessings we have in our lives and all the good things. And, you know, sometimes the world's going to be tough and, and we're going to go through things, but don't forget there's all this good stuff. And, and if you just pause for a moment and see that, I think then, then that, that heavy stuff doesn't feel so heavy. And, she, and I can see her face kind of like changing and she's kind of getting light. And she's like, oh, yeah, right, I've got, I've got this and I've got that. And, and it's just so cool. And I think so many times as, as people, not even just in the music world, but I think it's we wake up and we go, what does the world owe me today? And mm-hmm. I think when you do that, that is a hard slog any any in any career you know mm-hmm. so I've, I've always thought what can I do for others today and I think that changes your attitude in terms of like how you're going to take on your day and and uh for, for the most part I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky guy and I think it's because of that attitude
1: I think that you know for me my mom and my dad like my dad had been adopted he didn't find out until I was in my 20s and I'm the youngest out of five and um it really changed you know his life and how he thought about life and he always gave back to everybody and uh we he had five of our own which they could hardly put the food on the table then and then he fostered 40 babies and um, really really wanted to help he was the one that would take teens if they had problems he would you know they for whatever reason would gravitate right to our house and we had teens that had lived with us that he tried to help and i think that's where i got it from and mm-hmm. I, I did a lot of work in group homes and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, that's, that's where my whole journey went. And they just kept saying, if you live in the moment, and we hear that from our grandparents all the time, and I know as a kid, it used to drive me crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> as you become an adult, you remember, if you live in the moment and you can find the, you know, no matter what's happened, if you look for the good in that day, you'll find it. Because yeah. there's a silver lining no matter how bad that day has been. You know, if you've had a really bad day, the next day you can say, hey, I got through that night. That's the silver lining, you know, yeah, yeah. each day. And, you know, t- yeah, I know that we're talking about so many people that have addictions that are coming out, um, you know, that they have hurdles that they've gone through in their life. And, um, you know, mental illness to so many other things that are coming out. And I'm really proud of artists that are coming out and talking about it, their own personal mm-hmm. vices and journeys and struggles that they may still have, because, fans relate to that that's why your lyrics mean so much your songs mean Mm. so much because they want to know that you're speaking right to them and they connect to you what does that mean to you to have your music to connect to the fans that much and you Mm. know for for your songs to to have done that for somebody because
2: that's everything you know it's that's really uh, another interesting thought for me, what you know, as you're speaking about that, because I feel like you know when artists and and you know, I mean, celebrities in general, maybe sort of like they they bring out that real side and the real struggle.
4: Mm-hmm. There's
2: something that I think that the general population kind of looks at that artist and they get an affinity for them and because it levels the playing field, it's like you know so often we're 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 handed these you know, picture perfect images and life is so perfect once you've made it. And it's like, it's no, it's not like, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter what, what level you're at at any, any walk of life, you know, we all got struggles. And I think when, when you, when a person's, I mean, I I speak for me, I can only speak for me, but when I see somebody I look up to, you know, also say, Hey, by the way, this hasn't been a cakewalk. I've struggled all the way through this thing and I'm still struggling today with things. It makes me go, Oh wait, you know, we all struggle. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just because that person has a million dollars, doesn't mean that they have no more problems, right? In fact, they probably have more, you know? And, That's true. Uh, and for, for me, I keep thinking like, you know, if, if, if what I can do is just be real with, with my audience through social media platforms and through any connections that I have. And again, being a performer on stage, I, I always want to feel like I'm lifting the veil for people, you know? And in a, in a filtered world, you know, I, I love filters, by the way. Mm-hmm. But in, in, a filter, <laughs> in a filtered world, I feel like it's so, um, it's such a beautiful thing when an artist or, or you know even just people in in your life when you're connecting with them and you you can just just be real and talk about the real stuff and um and I think that's really what I love when when my fans and and people have really connected with my music um really do that sort of it does that work for them as as an individual I think that's my hope with music is that it's You know, once I put a song out there, it's not mine anymore, it's yours. If your ears are on it, it belongs to you, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and I love that.
1: I think every one of us can say, like, that's the whole meaning behind this show is to be able to be real and to be able to pull back behind the lyrics and to be able to make it resonate even more, you know, with the fans, because there's a reason for everything. And, you know, when you're going through something and you've picked that song, there's a reason why you picked that song. And I know that there's other artists out there that management picks it, "Hey, listen to this to listen to this, but if you've got your hand and your your finger on the pulse of your own career, you know you're not going to be just picking anything. I think this album is the one that I'm talking about because the very first song we're going to play right now, you just talked about pretty much in full so let's play it for everybody right now wouldn't be home and that's the whole point behind this brand new song that you you released and it's just an amazing song off this album one of one of the seven songs that you chose for the next chapter wouldn't be home by donna merrill
2: if
3: it didn't make you think of your mama's kitchen the front porch sound them crickets creaking where the summers went past and came back slow if it don't Take you back to the night when you picked her up in that hand down car that was barely running. First time that she did tell you no. It wouldn't be home if it didn't make you miss the way it used to be. If it wasn't full of people that are hard to leave. Maybe getting down a story down every road. Trust me, I know It wouldn't be home if it didn't make you think about some old flame If she ever got around to a new last name Makes you wonder what might have could have turned out different It wouldn't be home if it didn't take you back to the last game that you played it, The burn on the bourbon first time you tasted The little white church that your family prayed in And they still go It wouldn't be home if it didn't make you miss the way it used to be If it wasn't full of people that are hard to leave If it didn't have a story down every road Trust me, I know It wouldn't be home if it didn't make you wanna drive past the school Laugh about all the stupid things you used to do Makes you wanna take a U-turn every little. It wouldn't be home if it wasn't that place that you couldn't wait to leave if it wasn't where every out there would still me. It wouldn't be home if it didn't make you miss the way it used to be If it wasn't full of people that are hard to leave If it didn't have a story down everywhere It wouldn't be home if it didn't make you want to go back inside That house when your granddad was still alive Makes you proud of the accent where you get it It wouldn't be home
0: From the EP, The Next Chapter, that is Don Amaro and Wouldn't Be Home. And looking back at his earlier work, being a closet songwriter, there's no doubt those songs would be dark. Back to the Music's Journey podcast once again. Here is your host, Kim Sear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i also aye. a good dad joke. Yeah, it's <laughs> a dad's I, uh, joke. I recently made the joke that uh, I'm a card-carrying member of the Dad Joke Club. Awesome. Oh, and there the, you go. <laughs> well, and, the, and the, the card is uh, a membership to the children's museum that's what the card is
0: <laughs> how does a joke become a dad's joke
2: uh oof. it's got to be bad
0: no it, it has to be apparent
2: oh go away oh. <laughs> but Opa. go away there it is. there's a drum track in there mm-hmm. should be yes
1: Yep. let's talk about that song because it's such an important song Where. You know people around the globe can really reflect to this one and what it's what's really important in life and that's what we were just talking about and Mm. that's home family during these hard times talk to us about this one
2: so the line that really stole my heart on this one was um in the bridge when i say um you know i'm I'm, now i'm forgetting my own lyrics but uh, it's the idea of like every road that that you're going down always leads back to home Mm-hmm. And and I just thought, man, how truthful is that? Like, even I'm thinking of that, you know, 18 year old kid that can't wait to get out of the house, and then they just want to leave and move out and be be out of the home and not with their parents anymore. Three or four years are gonna pass, maybe three or four months, maybe even less, right? But and then all of a sudden you're gonna long for home and you're gonna want that those comforts and you're gonna want those people. And um, and I think that you know I I love that line. And the other part of that song that really you know resonated with me was the fact that it was like here we are midst the pandemic month, I don't know, nine, 10, I don't know where we are now, but like,
4: we're all home,
2: you know, we're all Mm -hmm. here and it's like, you know, I think we all can't wait to leave (laughs) in some ways, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, we know we're going to be longing for family time at Christmas. We're going to be longing for, you know, being with folks, you know, uh, any time of the year, you know, Thanksgiving time. And um, there's a lot of things we're missing right now. in that sort of the bigger family connection and, um i think a song like that is just one that i knew right away was so timely for where we're at now um we kind of rushed that one because we felt like there was no better time to put a song out like that than right now mm-hmm. and, uh, and i think i think a lot of folks really again did appreciate that because i mean it's sort of it's it's a song that you know you didn't have to be released in the midst of a pandemic because it's all about nostalgia it's all about sort of the, the good old days and um, all those good memories being made as you were growing up. And for me, you know, there's, there's so much connection to that song. Um, you know, the, uh, I, I just loved it. And I felt like a lot of people were going to, going to dig that too. So yeah, mm-hmm. glad it's out there.
1: I am too, because I think when you look at life and you see everybody that was so uh, on edge to be able to get out and see their friends and, you know, to do those outdoor patios and stuff. And I think it was just really hard for a lot of people that were losing somebody to this pandemic and everything that was going on in the nursing homes. And, you know, we take life for granted And you know, we need our grandparents when we need them and that kind of thing is what I hear Uh so much from young kids. And it's like, yes, you know, the holidays mean so much and we can't see each other. Now they're starting to say, well, wait a second. I can't see grandma and grandpa, or I can't, you know, we Uh can't go visit for Thanksgiving and the holidays, but, peel it back and that's what I'm hoping everybody really gets from this because why can't you and why didn't you see your grandparents who had so much love for you and you know so much care you know for your parents and we kind of forget what's really important and you know what they need too and this I'm hoping Uh reminds everybody you know what they need love everybody needs it it's just you got to take the time in life to be able to see it and not wait until something's happened and then reflect back and say I didn't go see them often enough or I didn't even you know didn't even go to see what they were feeling or needing in that last year when I only saw them once you know I'm hoping that everybody starts to really think about that and really start caring about people over the holidays and you know whether you Skype more I don't care call mom call dad call your grandparents you know Everybody needs to be able to show some love.
2: Well, you know, I think it's one of the things that I think we sometimes forget. And, and I think in in the race of all the things we're chasing in life, I think the, the thing that at the end of the day that we all want is connection, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, and I think that, you know, if you can kind of keep that in mind, no matter what you're doing, that connection. I mean, I, I one of the things that we've often talked about for my, the brand of Don Amaro is connection and community and, Um, you know, one of the things that I, I really cherish is the community around me of, you know, my family, my friends. And, uh, it it still feels weird to say fans. It's funny. I've been doing this for 14 years and I know I've got fans, but it it feels like it's deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Fan feels like there's somebody at arm's length away. Whereas I feel like, you know, the people that have been supporting me have really kind of, in some ways become part of my fan, my, my music family, because, um, I, I can't do this without any, any of that support, you know? And, uh, and I think that I, the fact that I've done this for 14 years is a testament to the people that are supporting me and a testament to the, to the team I have around me. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, I'm willing to put in the work, but without them, I kind of, I shouldn't say it doesn't mean anything, but without them, I can't be doing what I'm doing today.
1: Well, I think music's such an important part of your soul. And I know that um, you either love to write, and you love music, and it's not, you know, whether or not you're recognized, it's, you know, what does it do for somebody and that's all you can hope for? You know, is that mm. people connect to that song and that it helps somebody, you know, you know, as much as it means to you. They're they're your babies. I know a lot of them are. And you, you chose <laughs> them for a reason, right? <clears throat> and you're hoping I like
2: some of those babies more than others, but yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which baby do you like the most? Which baby? out of all the babies uh, what i was going to say to you is i know that <laughs> you, you just got me on this one now so many writers say you know especially writers uh songwriters they'll say that you know what they wrote songs that they didn't want to give the light of day to and <laughs> it's because that's been their you know their coping skill or needed to just get do you have one of those
2: I've got a a basket full of tunes back at home that will, you know, I pray to the Lord they never see the (laughs) light of day for sure. But I mean, I think everything that I've released, I I think I really put a lot of intention behind it to know at least well enough that I'm going to have to live with these for my life. Mm -hmm. um, That I, you know, and and beyond, um, I'm I'm pretty proud of of all of them. And, um, you know, again, if I could go back and rewrite some of them, I might kind of tweak things a bit. But in terms of the the, the whole catalog, there's nothing I, I look back and go, I wish that wasn't out there apart from, you know, not lyrically, but just kind of like stylistically.
1: I think more to what I was trying um, to say is like, I know that songwriters can sit there and write a song that just comes to you just from something that's so deep inside of you, not something you've written that's Mm. bad, you know, something that, you know, you've wrote to that you mean so much to you. You know that it's uh, so I raw, see. so personal. So, yes,
2: I see. Yeah, and
1: that you're hoping it doesn't see the light of day because it was something that was a therapy for you in that moment. That was so difficult, course, yeah. or or a challenge. Like, do you have one of
2: those? Yeah, I, I yeah. probably got a plethora of some of those that, that sort of reside on on my laptops somewhere here and there. I've got a couple of laptops with with tunes on them here and there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I wrote, I tend to write a lot of, I'm that broken, hard place sometimes mm-hmm. in my life because. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm writing songs with the intention of it being medicine, well, the medicine's out there to heal something. So the songs tend to be about the, the, the scars and the bruises and that's the right. hurts, right? So
4: yep.
2: um, so I've got a lot of songs like that. But, you know, again, in the genre that, I, that I'm that i working in these days, you know, the country scene, I, I grew up in the folk and roots scene, which is kind of mm-hmm. like any and everything, whereas the country community is kind of like, you know, I want a song that's going to make me feel good, not going to remind me of all my pain, you know? Um, <laughs> not always, not always. Yeah. You know, I think there's some songs that kind of can... can bring you back remember that pain and how do we move forward right i think that some good country songs can do that too but i think generally speaking you know the 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 you know the country community wants to hear a song that makes you want to tap your toes and dance and i think that's cool um however you know like my so i've been married now for 16 years but it has not been a uh a, you know always a beautiful ride it's been a tough journey at times and um and so oftentimes my method through getting some of those hard times has been to write songs and mm-hmm. so Those songs, I don't think we'll ever see the light of day. I think they're for me and, and, you know, a bit of a journal for me that I can go back and go, oh, I remember it was that hard in that season of my life, you know. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's, again, you know, a big part of learning, you know, being able to, uh, like we talk about um, artists that I'll have to reinvent, you know, writing a song about love or reinventing about heartache and... You know reinventing about joy it's easier to write the ones that are upbeat and toe tapping and and catchy and you know summer songs and you know that kind of stuff that uh, oh. you know just make people feel good but you always know when there's one that just hits you and those goosebumps and those are those raw songs and you know remind you of what life's about and that's where we in life in our own journeys every single one of us can remember when a certain song came out exactly where we were I can remember exactly what i was wearing exactly where i was standing Mm -hmm. and you know and it's because it was raw and it just it resonated with me and i think a lot of the songs that you got on this album are going to do that for you and Mm -hmm. wasn't the dress is such an important song too and Mm -hmm. i think you know it's you've just done a great pick with this album really really great pick with this album so let's let's play this one right now we'll come back and talk about it so This is off the next chapter, which is out right now by Donna Merrow.
3: And it's wasn't the dress. Sitting at dinner, she smiled, took a sip of wine, said, do you remember when you saw me for the first time? I said your heels were red, you were wearing black Your hair was curled and half pulled back And if you wanna know the song that came on I could sing you every line But it wasn't the dress, no it wasn't those shoes Wasn't the song we were listening to It was the way you were shaking, the way you were taking my breath Away with every move Wasn't your hair done up just right? Yeah, only one thing About you That I just can't explain Now looking at you Yeah, I still feel that way Cause girl, you still got it No doubt about it Lord knows I could never live without it And if you ask me tomorrow about tonight I'll tell you the same That it wasn't the dress, no, wasn't no shoes Wasn't the song we were listening to It was the way you were shaking the way. You Taking my breath away with every move. Wouldn't your head done up just right? Yeah. I put on a song we love listening to You still get me shaking and you're still taking My breath away with every move It isn't your head
0: On the Music's Journey Podcast, that is Don Amaro and wasn't the dress. Now let's get back to the podcast with your host Kim's here. And live from his truck, Don Amaro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now this is uh, one, this is. Yeah. My office, I these
2: days.
1: <laughs> this is one of those toe tapping songs and the, that classic toe tapping country mm-hmm. song that we love. And you know, you have one of everything on here, which is great, but this one also has a great message. And so let, yeah. let's talk about that.
2: Well, it's funny, you know, you, when you say like a, the, the sort of the classic toe tap and country song. When I was putting this EP together, me and Mike did a radio tour last year to kind of share with radio folks kind of the journey we're, we're we're about to unfold, and 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 wasn't the dress as one of the songs. So we showed them music lover, we showed them morning coffee, and we showed them wasn't the dress. So we said morning coffee we knew was going to be like that slow jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we were going to kind of like we called it the appetizer. Uh, and then we said Music Lover as well was one that we felt like was going to a really different kind of tune.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But we said, but here's the stake. We knew that wasn't the dress it was the stake that the country audience was going to love. Yeah. Um, because we just knew you know, we can hear it in the song, going, kind of going, this was really the kind of jam that we know radio could get behind. And so um, we knew it early on that we've been sitting on it for quite a while. And, uh, and I love that song so much because um, really what it says to me is, is it's, it's not about what you put on or what you wear that makes you beautiful, but you know, you're beautiful because of who you are.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, you know my, my a really beautiful story was, again, back to my daughter. I've got two boys too. I've got a son named Oscar and a, and a little boy named Elliot, but most of the time they're just drive me mad. So I'll leave <laughs> them out for now. But um, <laughs> my daughter, Stella, I love it because she's like this strong, independent little lady and, uh, and she came home one day and she had these earrings on and, and, uh, a friend of hers just, they were clip-ons or something and she's aren't I beautiful, Papa?
0: Mm. And I said, Oh,
2: those are beautiful earrings, my girl. I said, but you were beautiful before you put those earrings on.
0: And oh, I just such watched a her face. Good her,
2: dad. her eyes lit up and she's like, Oh, she's like, Oh yeah, Oh yeah. And I, and I just, that moment for me was so special as a dad to be able to share that with her ah. and, and have it make an impact. And so, so oftentimes now, one of the things I say to her is like, she'll put a, a pretty dress and she'll, she's like, isn't this beautiful? And I'll say, oh, that's a beautiful dress, but you know, you don't need the dress to be beautiful, right? God and love she's, you. And I just, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that, like being able to give that to her and that, you know, that, that not, those things don't validate you. You're already beautiful and mm-hmm. you know, you're a smart young lady and you're, you're, you're you know, you're there's. It's not even about the physical, right? And and just kind of preaching that to her and how old is and she? And I think she's five. Five.
1: Yeah. Oh, what a great what a great mm. lesson for her now, especially, you know, embarking on school and mm-hmm. and everything that's put on them going through school because that's real love. And if you instill that with her now, you know, she's gonna have that confidence, you know, when she's meeting those rough times because it's hard for people, you know, when it comes to self image. And everything else but you're talking about what's inside of you and Mm. being recognized for that and I think that um you know girls doesn't it doesn't matter what age you are whether or not it's you know somebody that's my age or somebody that's you know really young and going through you know just the beginning parts of life you got to remember that because when we don't value ourselves and remember that it's a lot see I'm going to go right back to your other song that we haven't talked about yet (laughs) Such a good album. I'm telling you, (laughs) it's such a good album. But when we talk about all of this, as we we go through them, you're going to see that it's just valuing yourself, not giving Mm -hmm. it away, remembering who you are and what you're looking for. And it's worth waiting for.
2: For all my kids, one of the things that I really hope that we instill in them is that they can set their anchor in their lives of who they are, Mm -hmm. you know, and just have a really strong sense of that. And so no matter what goes on out in the world, that you know, in the quietness of their mind that they can close their eyes at the end of the day and just feel a love for themselves and, and be just a, a sense of purpose, you know, that, that they're, that they, if they have that, then as a parent, I will feel like I've succeeded. You know, I don't care about where they are status wise. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care what job they have. For me, it's more just like, I just want you to love yourself
4: mm-hmm.
2: and, and, and love the world you're in and find ways to, you know, again, with that attitude of service, I think that's really what I hope I can give to my kids in, in the time that I get to spend with them
1: with, with kids. It's just, you know, we want to be able to be the best parents we can and then we got to let them go. And then we got to say, Oh, did we do a good enough job? But you know, you're, you're giving her some great messages in the songs that you're choosing. So that was such a great song. Well, such I think more concern.
2: than anything, you know, the, the, for the, the me telling them is one thing, but me doing is the other, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually, if, if they can see it in me, like you said, like they, they'll bear witness to, to the life I'm living. And, you know, they'll call me on things quite often when I'm not sort of measuring up. That's and, good, uh, though. They'll, yeah. They'll see uh, they'll see that in me, hopefully. Like, just the other day, I put this Instagram post out when I said, you know, for my children, I, I, I take care of my physical and mental well-being, hoping that you'll do the same. And I chase my dreams uh, and, and hoping that you will do the same and that when you fail... That it's not a loss, but a learning that teaches you until you succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, as a dad, that's my, my whole thing is that, that they're, they're, my, they're my sun, moon and stars and everything in between.
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute. And uh, I think that's a pretty great attitude to have. And I'm really hoping that your boys, you know, see the great example that they've got too. I know that, you know, boys can be so different, can't they?
2: <laughs> than when it comes yeah. to our little girls and well it's you so know. funny like they're a ball of energy from the sun up to sundown and stella has a little more like chill factor
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh she's pretty pretty get going too she wants to adventure all the time but i think uh i think those boys like they're they're wired just differently you know and, and <laughs> i think they do settle that.
1: down in time <laughs> They do.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, i've always known that but but seeing it now as a father you're just like oh man you guys are <laughs> Who needs a cup of coffee when you're around?
1: Hell on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> they're hell on okay. wheels.
2: <laughs> they're they're fun dudes, but sometimes, man, I just want to chill out too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and that when you can take back and you know what, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so yeah. you know, you just have to kind of go with the ride and be there. You know, as their father, and just kind of guide them the best you can. So that's that's the main yeah. thing. So when this com- when it comes to this EP and all. The seven songs that are on this EP, is there a favorite for you?
2: Well, um, I, I'm you know it sounds funny that I'm going to say this, but you know the the last tune on down the road, um, I wrote that about I want to say eight or nine years ago with a uh, Craig Monday down in Nashville, and uh, funny enough, like I I like that song when we wrote it, um, and but I but I I didn't really it didn't really Pull up my heartstrings at that time, and about two or three years after we wrote it, I I was in the studio with my buddy Murray Palver, and I was trying to figure out what songs to record for my album Refined five years ago. Mm-hmm. And Murray, we were looking at you know going through these sheets of music, and he said, "Oh, what's this one?" And and I showed him on down the road, and what Murray did to that song, we didn't change anything lyrically, but it was just more like the stylistic of uh, the way he plays the song. And Murray's a if you don't know Murray, he's a monster guitar player. He is, he is so uh, good. Yeah. He's a heck of a producer. He was, you know, kind of the one of the first guys in Doc Walker you know, with the with Dave and Chris and kind of getting them off the ground all those years ago. And um and he just really massaged the song into what it is today. And I I love that song ever since because again, it talks about perseverance. It talks about even though today might be a bad day, you've gotta push through it. And when I when I wrote that song, I kinda of went with the intentions of, of actually thinking of you know, my indigenous community, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Korean Metis roots guy. And, um, and I thought about, you know, all people of all walks of life. And, and particularly when I was thinking about the indigenous community thinking, we've been through it, you know, we've been through some stuff. And and, uh, and so I felt like, how do I, what's the message I would want to give to somebody who's kind of like feeling, you know, at the, you know, for lack of a better term, into their rope and feeling like, I don't, I don't know what to do anymore. And I just, wanted to say like just keep going don't give up keep pressing forward you know fight the good fight and and just keep going because around the next corner around the next bend everything can change for the better and i just think you gotta not give up that hope that that, that things could change for the better and that's what that song's about and you know i still it's still my favorite song to play it's still my favorite song to sing and uh and i think that one's going to be uh, hopefully you know part of the legacy of don amero long after i'm gone
1: I think so. I think this is one that I really resonated to, and you kept hearing me throughout the whole interview referring <laughs> back to that song. And, you know, that's the one that you wrote, and it has got such a powerful message. So let's play that one right now. So here is On Down the Road from Donna Merrill's brand-new EP, the next chapter on Music's Journey.
3: You're standing alone and Just you on this road the bag on your back Is all that you want well, I've kicked those stones And I've sang the blues And I've walked those painted lines too On down the road well, On down the road Just keep on moving, yeah. We're on down the road. There's a warm embrace, and you'll find your place, rest your heavy load. But sometimes you feel. Go do it. Just keep on moving. On down the road.
0: Mm-hmm. On down the road on the Music's Journey podcast, and we'll see how far Don Amaro has gone down the road while he's chatting with us. Once again, let's get back to the interview. Once again, here's your host, Kim Sear.
1: You're going to be so sorry that you said that you're, you're on that book of dad's jokes, right? Because <laughs> you're getting them every time he gets back on the mic. <laughs> That's
2: now, all good. No, it's, it's all good. I'm, I'm a proud father and uh, a proud father of many dad jokes.
1: Oh, well, uh-oh go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I just got I got to okay. cut the mic off. Quit, quit.
2: Okay. Oh, he, he's, he's been muted. Okay.
1: Yeah, I shut the mic off. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> this new single that you just released, it was also featured on Canadian Country Music Awards, which was an incredible show on Global this year. Um, what, what a special award show for that one to be played
2: on. How did that make you feel? Oh man, like so, I mean that's an interesting thing because so so by the way that song on down the road, I think there's like two or three versions of that one out there now. Um and I think that uh you know, we 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 sort of did a shortened version of that song. So what you hear on the EP is actually the shorter version of on down the road. So if you wanted to kind of go take the deeper dive, back on the album Refined is the long version of that song, but it's it's stylistically even a little bit different. So um, that's the thing about music is, is, you know, you can kind of play it several ways, you know, with depending on you got the full band or the you know, trio or just mm-hmm. solo. Um, but, uh, so anyway, so, so the, this about three and a half years ago, I walked into the CCMA offices and I got to meet the folks there and kind of just, you know, kind of doing the, the due diligence of meeting the folks in the Canadian country music scene and, um, went in to see them, brought my guitar and had a coffee with them. And, and they said, okay, let's hear a song. And the first song I played for them was on down the road. Um, mm. And they they all looked at me after. And I was like, "That is such a great song." And Tracy yeah. uh, down there, she, she's the executive director, and she said, "That I I I don't even know what to say. That song is so beautiful." And and uh, and she's you know she's always been smitten with that song. And so um, we I was gunning for the in memoriam spot at the gala last year. Uh, in I think was it was it in Hamilton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Hamilton or Hamilton or Calgary? I can't remember which. I'm, I'm lost in my mind right now where it was, but. Um, and I was gunning for that spot, um, and oh, it was a Saskatchewan. Anyways, I'm totally lost. Where it was somewhere. <laughs> it was somewhere. And uh, and I and I said to Tracy, she said, you know, we'd love to have you perform at our at our gala dinner. And I said I would love that. And I said, kind of the same thing as the year before. You know, the year before we did the church with the choir. And I said, you know, I I I really want to create a moment here. And I said, you know, Tracy, I would love the honor to sing the in memoriam spot. For a number of different reasons. One, I'm I'm a guy, you know, with if if, my, if music is medicine, how can I offer to people in, in for healing? There's no other moment in the night of the gala awards than than that moment of in memoriam because we're all looking at our friends up there saying goodbye, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I knew hearts are open, people are soft, people are listening. They're not eating anymore, um, and and I just saw it as a moment. So I strategically asked for that that time, and so I got to play on down the road there and got a standing ovation it was an incredible moment mm. and uh so when when tracy asked me to perform at the CCMAs this year she said look you know what song i'm going to ask you for but you know you, you it's your choice you know she didn't tell us what to play but we all talked to the team after and saying you look if, if this is the song they want let's give them what they're asking for like why mm. why try to push something that is you know our agenda let's give tracy the the song she's asking for in the ccma's and so again she said do what you want but she just loves that song so much and and again, we just felt like here's a special moment on an awards show where, you know, you got Dallas Smith, you got Brett Kissel, you got Meg Patrick, you got, you know, all these, you know, Jess Moscow, crazy country stars in Canada. And then there's me, not that I'm saying I'm not <laughs> that I don't fit in, but I, but I just, I know, you know, in terms of where my star sits in, in that whole world of, of, of those people and, and people I'm great, great fans of too. And I think a lot of people are watching that award show going, Oh, who's this guy? and i think it really was something that again another moment to set up set apart from the rest of them and mm-hmm. and just sort of give me giving me that sort of that 90 seconds of my own time to kind of shine and and i think that that song was the one that that could do it and and it really has it's opened up a whole door a few a couple of doors already just you know in the last six weeks since we did the awards show and um i'm just so grateful for the for the ccmas for believing in me and And what I'm doing and, and, you know, being part of my journey for the last couple of years.
1: Well, I think they made a very smart choice. And so did MDM when they they signed (laughs) you. And, uh, you know, I I, want to remind everybody, I'm going to remind you, (laughs) how many albums (laughs) have generated national and international awards for you. And, you know, as a storyteller, that's a pretty amazing thing. And, you know, so when you got up on that stage, they knew what they were doing. So, Mm. you know, you... As a storyteller, have connected, you know, so personally, you know, with your stories and your lyrics. What has life meant to you now, in comparison to when you first started out? When it comes to that, you know, that connection to the lyrics.
2: Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting. So, like, I spent the first, I want to say, ten, maybe a little bit more years. I'm just not sure if this is what I'm going to do forever. Um, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it was sort of like, you know, every month I would say I had a white flag moment where I was like, ah, maybe I should call it quits. You know, I, I can't keep. There's not a lot of structure in the music world. You know, it's hard to kind of know month to month, kind of exactly what you're doing,
4: mm-hmm. where you're
2: going. Um, even, you know, now more than ever, right, in the midst of this pandemic, it's kind of like, who knows what three months from now looks like, never mind, you know, or, or even next month, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so, uh, but in the last three or four years i've really felt the the support of again the team around me i've felt the incredible support of my fan base who's kind of really just said you know i mean for lack of a better way of saying this um the fan base is like saying you know by by playing your music by coming to your shows what they say is we're gonna hold you up we're gonna we're gonna you're on our shoulders buddy we we got you mm-hmm. and i think that 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 support has felt so overwhelmingly supportive um that i i I really feel like i'm going to do this forever you know and uh and i feel like i got something to say and and i and i and i'm grateful that people kind of you know still listen and 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 i and i do feel like you know despite where i'm at in seven albums deep that i've got a lot left in me and there's a lot there's a lot to, to be said and a lot of moments to share with with the people out there that are willing to listen and Um, I'm just excited about the next 20, 30 years of doing this. And, um, and I'm just so glad that, that people are are willing to kind of keep holding me up to to do it. And, and, uh, I'm I'm in it for the long haul now.
1: I think if you let light or sorry, let uh, life carry you and you're true to yourself, those words are always going to be there. And I think that that's what we count on. And when it comes to being realistic and raw, and if you hold on to that, nobody's ever going to get tired of not hearing what Donna Merrill has to say, you know, when it Mm. comes to his singing and his songwriting. And I think that's what's so important. And you did that again. Everything you describe is that very last song, you know, Mm. that you wrote and that's on down the road because you got to be able to say, let, let life carry me. Let me go through those journeys, not be afraid to go through them. And, um, you know, believe enough in myself that, you know what, I just have to stop and feel it. And I think that's the biggest fear everybody has is that, you know, they might be afraid of something or have, you know, fears of life is just so fast paced. And we oh. just don't take the time to slow down and remember and walk through that going, oh, man, you know, I know that some- sometimes when I'm doing interviews, I forget, you know, I don't remember talking oh. about that. And I know right. I, I tend to pull things, you know, out of people. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm good for that stuff. But I guess I just listen. And you know, sometimes we just don't listen to ourselves. And I think that that's one thing you've done very well, you listen to what you want it to be. And this is a new chapter. Like you Mm -hmm. said, the next chapter of your life. So you just began this layer. And uh, Mm -hmm. we're really darn happy about that. So we're going to remind everybody once again that this is such a special album. We got Christmas around the corner. What a great Christmas (laughs) stocking stuffer. And, uh, you know, it's available now. And it's such a a great album to, to download to, to purchase to stream to share and uh, get it out there because this this album's really worth it and that's called the next chapter and that's by donna merrill and a
0: great really idea excited. too they can bundle it with his christmas cd a merrill little okay. christmas
2: yeah i
0: do i do have one of those too
2: you guys get that by the way speaking of dad, yeah that yeah can because i've got a little christmas <laughs> <laughs> well you got a
1: few you got a few because I wanted to talk about that next. And, uh, yeah. you know, it was really, really important because with Christmas coming up, you have some great songs, you know, great Christmas songs that uh, people can look at, you know, in your career. And that's Don't Let Christmas Pass You By and mm-hmm. A Merry Little Christmas and I Believe in Santa Claus. There's quite a few of them that you've had. So, do you have one coming out?
2: A new one uh, for this year? New, I, you know, I, I, I literally just this morning I was thinking, oh, wait a second. Yeah, Christmas is around the corner. Uh, last year, I, I released privately uh, to new newsletter followers. <laughs> uh, Mary, Did You Know? Mm. That's been a, a favorite of mine for a long time. I just think vocally, it's a pretty incredible song um and um and so i might put that one out um and just kind of share it uh, publicly this time because i i really wanted to kind of give it away so what i did is i have my annual show called the Little christmas and to the audience i said look pull out your phone right now go to donnamero.ca and you will be given this song right now and so it's kind of cool seeing watch you watching you know a thousand people in the theater kind of all going to their phones and, and you can see their faces light up because their phones lighting their face up and it's just kind of a cool moment in the concert to kind of be able to give give them a gift in the middle of a show mm-hmm. I that was kind of cool That's- um but so we, we we might put out Mary did you know this year so I'm, I'm still uh still figuring that out but I'm hoping that we can kind of put that out there this year for sure
1: oh I hope so because we are kind of looking forward to that we're doing a very um a big Christmas special and so maybe uh we'll be putting that one on there and uh, yeah so we've got that one coming up we're going to be producing that one in the next three weeks so we've got some great new christmas songs and uh so just reminding everybody with christmas and the stocking stuffers and the next chapter as i said you can purchase download go to all your streaming services and really really celebrate this new album the next chapter with donna merrill and uh let's play a little christmas song and uh, we can do that right now so this is going to be a nice little surprise for everybody so I know it's not uh, November 11th yet for Remembrance Day but I think we all could use a little bit of Christmas cheer coming up don't you think yeah
4: absolutely
1: so let's play Mary Did You Know by Donna Merrow
3: Mary did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water Mary did you know I do a prime man. Mary, did you know that your baby?
0: Beautiful version of that song. Mary, did you know from Don Amaro? Now, you won't find that on his Christmas CD, Amaro Little Christmas. It's brand new for this year. But on his other Christmas uh, CD, he's got a song on there that really fits for this 2020 season. Even Santa gets the blues. I think that would be a good one to play this year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Let's see. <laughs> I love the response.
2: It's like so funny. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get and give presents this year with Uh-oh. the whole COVID thing.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? The presents, as you said, and like you reminded your daughter, the gifts is just being able to see each other's faces. That's why I would tell everybody, you know, remember, just stream your grandparents and your parents and your aunts and uncles that you haven't seen in a long time. And I think those talks and just talking about what's important. And, you know, like when you look back at, uh, what's the show my mom watches all the time,
0: the Waltons, the Waltons.
1: (laughs) When we're talking about that one and you're seeing how everybody gathered around the radio, and those were those special magic. Everybody couldn't wait to finish their dinner. And that was their family time. I'm really hoping that people do that this year. And uh, I think the computers are going to have some issues and the internet's going to have some issues, uh-huh. you know, but you know, we always can share and watch, even though we can't be there at least today, back then they didn't have the technology other than radio. We have the capability to be able to see each other and we might not be in the same room, but you know, what? It doesn't mean you can't stay online streaming for a while and being mm-hmm. a part of each other's, you know, Christmas dinners, and you know, sit each other's laptops around the table, and and spend good news some time. too.
0: He's always done this on Christmas Eve. Santa always social distances. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess you know that's true. He does. He does. You don't see. You know, what I, I bet, I bet his Santa magic, you know, probably can overcome the COVID thing anyway. That's right. So. Yeah. That's don't right. worry, kids. <laughs> You'll probably be well provided for by Santa this year. And, you know, I think I'm going to use that line with my friends. I'm going to say, you know what, for this this year, this Christmas, I'm going to give you the the, the gift of my face. Oh, nope. there you go. Right.
1: See? Yeah. You see it every day, but you know what? I'm going to give it to you again. <laughs> <laughs> now, all the live streaming shows, do you have anything coming up?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're so I'm, I'm in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which has just gone back into code red, so we're kind yeah. of like, just shy of lockdown mode here. Uh, You know, the essentials are all still opened up and stuff and you can still drive through restaurants and that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit hard to plan because it's hard to know exactly what we're going to be able to accomplish. But I, uh, I do have a few things I've got in my mind. Um, so I've done this annual Christmas show of the year called a merry little Christmas. I promise you that we are going to do that in some capacity. It's most likely going to be an online streamed thing. Um, but the the cool thing about that is that now we can open it up to international. like when it was this year in Winnipeg, you know I sort of tap into my Winnipeg audience and I'm able to kind of give them a great show here. But this year, you know, because of all things online, it mm-hmm. felt like it was the right year to sort of again, open it up to the world. Like we can have this show in Australia and Europe and you know any anywhere, China u s and South America. and so I think there's some really cool opportunities that come with that. so we will we will definitely be doing that show this year. Um, I think the plan right now is December nineteenth for the show. Okay. Um, and and that will be a you know people can live stream the show and um, and yeah so there's there's a lot of lot of ducks to line up and and getting getting a row for that still but uh, but it looks like it's going to happen so there's that and there might be a couple of smaller little online things that we'll do kind of leading up to that and just kind of uh, connecting with folks uh, I haven't done a ton I've done a few things but I really just want to, whatever I'm going to do I want to make sure that it's really Pleasant on the eyes and pleasant on the ears and not just like a phone set up in the corner of my office And I feel like that can can kind of you know There's a lot of that and and I'm not always like I kind of can tune into those for 30 seconds to a couple of minutes And then I I sign off because I feel like it's got a If you're gonna take time out of people's day you want to make it special So Mm -hmm. that's always been my thinking so
1: okay. Well, where Mm -hmm. can everybody? uh, See all the latest news for you just remind everybody
2: yeah, I mean, easiest way I think to find out and follow along is uh, if you. My Instagram feed's always busy with stuff, so at Donna Mero over there, mm-hmm. um, or or my website donamero.ca.
1: Okay, perfect. And we just want to remind everybody uh, that. This brand new album, don't forget, you can purchase Donna Merrill's latest EP, the next chapter out now at MDM Records Incorporated and Universal Canada on iTunes, Amazon, and all your streaming services. So purchase, stream, share it, and there is a song on that EP that you love that's not on the radio today, don't be afraid to call your local radio station and request it. Fans can really make a big difference. And you know what? You can create a a really special gift for Don this year if you do that and uh, really make this this album fly. So music matters. And we all need our music today. So don't forget, that's a great stocking stuffer and you can start to shopping early.
2: awesome well thanks kim
1: no we really appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time to to share you know your life and you know just your thoughts and a part of your music and especially your musical journey so it's been a real pleasure for us all and uh we really appreciate
0: all you do just want to say thank you don it's been a pleasure chatting with you and uh yeah you seem like a really really nice guy and and a great dad as well so it's been a pleasure
2: i'm super nice yeah thank you
4: <laughs> <laughs> well we
1: really really hope that uh, you and your family you know stay safe and uh that you know we just encourage everybody to really care about this album and again you can look out for a merrill little christmas and that's coming up on december 19th so awesome really really cool so wow. again thank you once again for being our special guest on music's journey and we really look forward to anything else you got coming up so stay in touch with us and we'll have you back on
2: well, what a pleasure, you guys. Honestly, these these long form conversations really—they're good for the heart and and they're good for the soul because, again, you get, as an artist, it's
0: you know a lot of
2: times these interviews are you know just a, a couple of minutes and you're you're on and off the phone so quick. So it's nice to be able to again, do do the musical journey with you guys. So I really appreciate that.
1: I think that's what we're trying to, you know, trying to do with everybody because it's important that we go through your body of work because it's, it's worth sharing and the reasons what got you here. And I know that uh, the reps and a lot of the labels don't like us doing these long ones, but that's why I decided to do music's journey in the first place, because there was so much to be said and uh, so much that you connect with your fans and we just want to do everything we can for the artists and uh, be able to share and everything that you guys are doing and thank you for all you do
2: Uh, pleasure you guys all the
1: best we thank the listeners once again all the listeners out there that we want to take uh, a moment to say thank you from australia to mexico to Switzerland, we've had so many people that we've just been so surprised Africa. um, Gosh, there's so many of them in England and the UK and the US, you know, for making us international. And uh, we really, really appreciate the listeners out there. So thank you once again, to be a part of our music's journey, and we hope that uh, we're bringing things that you love to hear, and uh, you join us on the next ones that we got coming up. We got Ryan Laird, and you know what? A, what a special artist he is! Another Canadian artist that's coming up, and we have Andrew Hyatt, Adam Gregory, David Boyd. James is coming back to talk to us, you know, about his uh, his new release, and we've got Owen Barney, and uh, that that's going to be kind of special. So we're looking forward to that, and we've got Aaron coming. Jason Blaine's coming back for some Christmas music. So we're looking forward to that. And Lemon Cash. So we got so much around the corner. Don't forget.
0: Andy Kim.
1: Oh yes, we have Andy Kim and sugar. we're going to be talking about Lighthouse as well. We're going to have a very, very special two session podcast that we're going to be talking to some of the great icons, rock icons, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. So stay tuned. we got some great stuff coming up and we got a brand new Christmas show that we're going to be doing that we're hoping that everybody's going to love. So it's going to be about three hours and we're going to have some comedy in there and we're going to have some laughs and we're going to have some good times and some great new Christmas music as well as the classics. So I'm looking forward to it. What about you?
0: Absolutely. We love Christmas in this house. And uh, yeah, the, the decorations are going up shortly. And I just I just can't wait.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. So again, thank you so much. And we really appreciate it. We'll catch you on the flip side.
0: A great big thank you going out to Donna Merrill for being with us today. You've been listening to Music's Journey on musicsjourney.com. Please like us on Facebook and share us on all your socials. Another one of our upcoming podcasts will be singer-songwriters Jesse T and Carrie DeMere. Our theme music is titled, I Can Tell, and is performed by the band Emergence. I'm John Marshall. On behalf of Kim Sear, thank you for listening to Music's Journey.